Today's show is sponsored by Supreme Whiskey Stones, an LEO business specializing in the best whiskey accessories to protect and serve your favorite pours. From whiskey stones to customer laser etched glassware, they take pride in what they do and love making their customers happy. Check them out on Instagram at Supreme Whiskey Stones, at SupremeWhiskeyStones.com, or through the various military and first responder organizations they sponsor. Cheers. So I took my daughter to the zoo yesterday for a little daddy-daughter date, and uh, you know, we've gone to the zoo together, and Nashville has the most amazing zoo. <coughs> There's a bunch of great animals there. They just got a tiger. It's pretty awesome. This tiger came up and it was going right up to the glass. And Sophia says to me, I want to pet it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't think you should pet that. But, yeah, I go real good. But we get over to the bears, right? And the bears are, it was, it was a little bit hot over the weekend. So the bears are up, staying cool, way up at the top. So they're not down on the glass like they are in the early morning. And this was probably midday when we went and... All of a sudden, we see one bear kind of go, as you're staring out into the enclosure, it kind of goes to the left, and then the other bear kind of goes out to the left, and I'm like, all right, Sophia, I don't think we're going to see the bear, so we start moving, and we get a good look at them as we're kind of leaving, because they have this other area that's not in the glass, but there's a waterfall that kind of separates, and so we're on, on the other side of that, we have a great view of the bears, and so we stop there for a minute, and... They're over on the left side, and all of a sudden, the male bear gets up, goes behind the female bear, (laughs) kind of... Gives her a nice hug? Yeah, (laughs) well, it was like... Well, considering it was Sunday in the middle of the day, I think the more appropriate would actually be, uh, gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. Yeah, Sophia learned a lot more about animals and everybody got their money's worth over the weekend. Hey, my motto's always been when it's right, it's right. <laughs> Sky rockets in flight. Boo! <laughs> Afternoon delight. <laughs> everyone my name is john edwards and with me today is zeke baker and together we make the dad's rick and bourbon wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us a part of your day zeke say hello to the folks hello 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 what a weekend what a crazy awesome weekend did you watch tiger i mean you are wearing red today i caught the end of it um with the change in times, it ended up finishing up uh, right around the same as nap time. So I was able to catch the last few holes, and it was it was impressive. I mean, that was a uh, a very interesting moment that I think most all of us will probably uh, remember in some shape, form, or fashion. You got to think the guy has not won a major since two thousand eight. I don't think he won at the Masters since like two thousand four, two thousand five, and what he was able to do. Take all the personal stuff out of it. He's had numerous back fusions, knee surgeries. His body was kind of failing. And all of a sudden, in just this amazing Sunday, gets his 15th major, goes ahead. Molinari, who never falls apart, fell apart, hit his ball into the water. You had Ian Poulter hit his ball into the water. 
You had a bunch of things fall right into place, and Tiger was just hovering. It wasn't the Tiger of old where he's going to go jump out ahead, but he was hovering just so every time somebody looked up at the leaderboard, they're like, he's right there in striking distance all weekend. Slow and steady wins the race. Oh, it was one of those things. It wasn't his typical game. It's not what you would have seen when he was Tiger in his prime. But it was like a snake just right there, just watching, waiting for somebody to make a move. And he was going to strike. Well, maybe that's the, the new typical. He is a much older and completely even different style of approaching the game now. But, you know, I didn't think it was just very nice to see him, you know, hugging the kids, his mom being out there. I mean... You just had to look like, man, I honestly, I think for him, like internally had to wonder, was I ever going to get back to this moment again? And to me, the expressions were, were clearly like, just, wow, I did it. And I think for a lot of us, it gives hope in the sense that, man, we could go 10 years without winning a major and all of a sudden, you know, we could get ourselves back into shape and go out there and win at Augusta again. You know, John, I don't think the hair's coming back on your head. It's not. It's not. But I kind of feel like he's won at Bethpage Black before. He's won at Pebble Beach before. I don't think he's going to be a factor in the Open. He's never really liked playing over in Ireland. So this is going to be a year where he could get another major. Possibly. I would think uh, if it were me, not knowing how you know good or bad the body's in, especially after the full weekend of playing, but... You know, he's got to be smart enough to pace himself. And if he's, you know, starting to get worn down or things start hurt, just pump the brakes and say, I'm taking off this one. I mean, he doesn't have anything to prove to anyone. It's strictly if he wants to play golf or not. Well, I think in, in some way, shape, or form, he still wants to chase Nicholas. He still wants to get that 18, at least tie him. You yeah. know, he, he wants to get there. At, at this point, he's done so much and he's so close. If he, you know, he's more wins than Jack, total. So I think he'd like to get the same major number of wins. I, I don't know. I think it's shaping up to be an interesting golf year. Plus, hell, the security guard almost took his ass out. Oh, I didn't see that part. Oh, there were he, he hit this shot kind of in the woods. And all these people, you know how they rush out to go slap him five or whatever and, and hit his back and just say, good job. This security guard came sprinting over. It was on the second day. Security guard came sprinting over and was trying to get in front of the people and slipped and fell and almost took Tiger out, twisted his ankle a little bit too. <laughs> no, I missed that totally. But uh, To, to <clears throat> do what he did though, you take the personal stuff aside. We're not commenting on that, but it was just a great sports weekend. And then of course... Sunday night, Game of Thrones. I know this is not typical for a dad drinking bourbon show, but it was like two years of waiting for me. I finally got to see the new episode of Game of Thrones. I had to start a little bit late getting Sophia down and going to get the groceries, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But man, I'm going to be a nervous wreck. I'm just letting you know these next couple of months, I'm going to be held to do shows with during the week because I'm just going to be thinking about Game of Thrones on Sundays. Well, maybe you need to message Amy about these kind of things because uh, Zeke's at 37 years of never seeing a single minute of Game of Thrones. How can you not watch Game of Thrones? I don't know. doesn't interest me. It's like the best damn show on television. doesn't interest me. <laughs> Do you have any shows you watch? Yeah. What do you watch? Currently watching Billions... Uh, currently watching Curse of Oak Island, which I really love that show, actually. What is Curse of Oak Island? Can't believe you're not watching it. What's it on? 
Oak Island? No, what what channel? Oh. What I don't know. History maybe? Travel? Discovery? I have it on DVR, so I really don't have a clue. Okay, well, when you get home, go ahead and <laughs> let me know what it's on, and I'll check it out. I think that's all I've got going now. Everything else just wrapped up. What were you watching? Oh, uh, what all did come to a close? You know, Shameless ended. Whatever that Wall Street was that Showtime ran. I, mean, I do watch a lot of Showtime and HBO series. I prefer those as to anything on regular networks. I just never got the itch for GOT. You just watch the nudity. No, none of them have nudity really anymore. Really? I don't think so. Not much. Mm. Well, I watch a lot of Netflix. I'm thinking about cutting the cord eventually. So you can just Netflix and chill? Yeah, once once Game of Thrones is over, I'm just going to Netflix and chill. I watch a lot of Sophia the First, uh, Rainbow Rangers, Frozen, Boss Baby, a lot of Frozen. That's what's even funnier. Granted, you know, obviously you have a daughter and I have a son, but none of those TVs are on Charleston's radar. Programs are on Charleston's radar. Does he watch Paw Patrol? Nope. What's he watch? PJ Mask, Puppy Dog Pals, Little Einsteins. She got into PJ Mask for one day and then it never. Mainly just watches like construction and airplane YouTube videos. I know. We went out to dinner the other night over the weekend. Sophia was watching Boss Baby and he was watching airplanes take off. That's it. <laughs> He'll watch airplanes or construction work. Literally, like there's no plot to it and nothing other than just somebody's filming it with their phone, basically. That's kind of, I mean, hey, maybe he's going to be a pilot. He sat there one day and put something on. And it comes on. It says, get ready. There's no vocals, no background music, no visuals. This is strictly airplanes taking off, flying, and landing. Turn it up loud. Do you get to hear the airplane? Oh, it's an airplane engine roar. I mean, there's not much variance. You think they added it? He stared at the screen for an hour watching it. I'm like, what? what is this? Like, Are you still watching this, bud? Like, they take off and they land. Differences between sons <laughs> and daughters. I, My daughter in Rainbow Rangers, I feel kind of bad because they have this rainbow unicorn. It's like a purple unicorn with a rainbow mane. Its name is Floof. And the only thing it says, it's like the Groot of... So Rainbow Rangers is essentially Paw Patrol, but it's all these rainbow little girls that have different powers. And all Floof goes is Floof, 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 Floof. That's all the thing says. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, you know, unicorns are supposed to be majestic. And this thing's made out to be a bumbling idiot that just goes Floof, 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 Floof. You know, I've seen some bourbons that you couldn't. Put in a good analogy of those on there. They were supposed to be a unicorn and just turned out to be a floof. <laughs> that is a grape. We, we got to start using that. It's a floof. There you go. Speaking of other things that we'll call back to, and Tiger's impressive win is a throwback to days of yore, Wild Turkey and their Whiskey Baron series is a throwback to <clears throat> days of yore. So last year, Old Rippy, Bond and Lillard came out. This year, it is Bond and Lillard and W.B. Saffle. Now, what that actually is, is Wild Turkey would go research these old, defunct whiskey brands. They would comb through newspaper stories, comb through whatever in the archives that they could find. And when they found a compelling story, they would want to go ahead and release it as a Whiskey Baron series. There are currently four. 
And they're going through a rotation of them. This year is W.B. Saffel and Bondon Lillard. Old Rippy is not coming back right now, as far as we know. If I hear anything different, I will let you know. The other fun thing about these is they only released them as 375s because that was the only legal size in which you could release something at the time that these were in existence. <laughs> Although I do wonder if it's Lillard or Lillard, because I always say Bond and Lillard. It's L-I-L-L-A-R-D. Yeah. If you're not from Georgia, it's Lillard. Well, I could see it in, you saw some of the name W, you could call him Willard. But to me, L-I is Lillard. I don't know where you get the Y in there. There's not a Y, it's an I. Lillard. Bond and Lillard. I think it's Bond and Lillard, bud. You could think that. I'm just saying. (laughs) But you'd be wrong. It's not Bond and Lillard. Why not? When you say, when you ever you say this to me, I just hear you go, Bond and Lillard. I'm like, how much has Zeke been drinking? No, it's Bond and Lillard. If anything, the allergies are killing me right now. Jesus. Well, anyways, let's go through these real quick. Bond and Lillard. This is batch two of Bond and Lillard. (laughs) Eddie Russell and his team compared notes and samples from the original recipe and samples they had of this in order to develop Bond and Lillard. It is charcoal filtered. It's a mix of four and six-year-old straight bourbons. It's 100 proof, 50% ABV. It is $49.99 for $375. WB Saffle is non-chill filtered, by the way. It's a blend of six, eight, 10, and 12-year straight bourbons. It is 107 proof, 53.5 ABV, and it's $49.99 for 375 milliliters. So there's four <coughs> products in the rotation, as I was saying. Lots of research went into this, the 375. So I covered all the things I wanted to cover before we got into these. But before we really get into our tasting notes, the only thing I do want to mention, we don't talk about color of whiskey too much. It's not something we really focus on. We, we really focus on how's it taste. The color difference between the Bond and Lillard and the WB Saffle is noticeably different. And you have the Bond and Lillard, which is a lot lighter than the darker Saffle. Now, the Saffle has double the age in there in its 12-year bourbon. Your Bond and Lillard is only four and six. I almost wonder if that is something to do with the age of the whiskeys oh, that are in course. there. Of course. The longer it sits in oak, the more it's going to pull. Yeah, the oak's what gives it the color. But so, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense seeing the uh, the age statements on those perfectly lines up. But before you mentioned that, when you just poured them in a glass, I'm like, oh wow, that's a that's a few shades different there. But even when I go ahead and post this picture on Instagram, it's something that you'll see even in the bottle. You can tell one is lighter than the other. Oh, she also mentioned a big thanks to Wild Turkey Campari for providing us with these two samples for a review. Does not alter our opinions, etc. But did want to make it, you know, be known that these were provided to us. Andy over at Campari hooked us up with these. Thank you very, very much. We are always open and honest with where we get our whiskey. Most of the time, it's us, but when it's somebody else, we want to make sure to give them a big thank you. Let's go ahead and do Bond and Lillard first. Oh my Bond and Lillard. <clears throat> Let's see. Nose wise, I thought this one reminded me of. Um, Smokehouse bacon. It's kind of peppery, but also had a you know a, a ham ish in there. Definitely just that kind of peppery. I'm sure we've all had that uh, bacon before breakfast. 
Uh, it also seemed to give off some hints of a fair amount of rye component in there. And then the third note I really got was candied peanuts. That's kind of where the nose danced around for me on that one. Palette-wise, kind of continued basically what I got off the nose into a salty bacon, but more salt than I would prefer, honestly. The rye definitely does pop up and show its presence as well. I'm not sure if that has to do with it being only a four to six year product that at that point of the aging, that's just where the, the mash is. I don't know if there's a name for it technically or not. Whatever the blue, I think it's spearmint ice cream is with the chocolate chunks in there or little chocolate flakes pieces. Mint chocolate chip? Maybe that's what it's called, but it's definitely a blue. Or um, green. Is it like a bluish green? Yep. Mint chocolate chip. That's what I got. Um, it, I put down that it was more that profile minty than something as strong as like one of the uh, the Andes mints or something. It did seem somewhat prickly at only 100 proof, but again, that kind of lines up with the age statement. It's funny you say that because I didn't get a lot of prickliness from this, but as you were giving your notes, I was laughing because the nose and the taste for me definitely lined up. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those ones where I was like, yep, this is exactly <laughs> what I smelled. Like it was, I said, the first thing in my tasting notes, I said, it tastes like it noses. The first thing I got when I smelled this is I said, bring the noise, bring the funk. It was one of those ones where I kind of got a little bit of that turkey funk to it. But I said, slight smoke, a little wood with some fruit in there, maybe pear. I didn't get the, the smokehouse bacon, but I definitely got the smoke. And then I definitely got that turkey funk. Like, I was like, this is funky. The smoke was the first nosing of it. After that, I think the mind kind of cleared it and I didn't notice it as much. But the initial reaction was, whoa. Yeah, I got the smoke a little bit further down the line. The first thing I just got from it is I was like, oh, that's turkey. (laughs) And then uh, I said, it tastes like it noses. Nice campfire smokiness with a little toasted wood. Slightly reminds me of the original Michter's Toasted. Just in the way that, not in all the rest of the tasting notes, but in the smokiness to it. It wasn't, you know, take all the other stuff out of it, right? Just the fact that... It was toasted. It, it wasn't overpowering. It just was a nice other component to it. I was like, oh, this is nice. It's not too much. It's not too little. It's just enough. I said fruity, creamy vanilla, and caramel coated my, my mouth nicely. It lingers nicely on the finish, but it's not too heavy. I didn't get a lot of spiciness on it. It was just kind of like there. It wasn't overwhelming to me, but... No. It- just and I prickly is the word that I just use for whatever reason, but not aged too far down the line and right around that hundred proof mark of enough alcohol in there to to know it's there, so to speak. That's where I kind of just end up going with prickly for whatever reason. That's the word that comes to mind. Yeah, if I'm prickly, I I feel like I'm tingling in my mouth. This one doesn't really make me tingle as much as as other ones would. Anyways, what'd you get on the saffle? Continuing with a little bit of the. Uh, pork theme i thought that this one uh nose wise it really reminded me of cured ham like you know sunday breakfast just that big piece of center cut ham honestly that was the first thing i thought of the other note that i've got on that at times it came across almost like a sweet cognac to me that had flashes of it here and there but that was definitely the the memory that i linked with palette wise admittedly first couple things i put down aren't tasting notes but I mean, this thing just has a big presence. Like, as soon as you take a sip of it, it's just 
almost tacky and just like almost attacks your entire mouth and just wants to hang on it, almost like a like you threw like sticky uh, splash or five clinger. No, I mean you know like the stuff that kids play with the 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 goo balls or whatever that stick to the walls and stuff. I mean it's like that. I mean it just hits and like spreads like like if you got slimed by a, a slimer back in the <laughs> Ghostbuster days, you know. It was um, like Nickelodeon's. You can't do that on television. Somebody said I don't know, and then you're covered. Oh man, I, I've never seen that, but I can imagine. That was a great show. Alanis Morissette was on that show, by the way. Alanis. Yeah, Alanis. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You got to learn how to talk. Where, where did you go to school? Who says I went to school? <laughs> you are a doctor. <laughs> I hope you did. Hey, I got a piece of paper. That's all that matters. Circling back, my, my main tasting note on the saffle, I just put down a, a dark chocolate reason. Uh, definitely seemed like the chewy ones of those to where the dark chocolate is on the outside. And as you uh, you know let the, the heat of the mouth get to it and work through it, you eventually evolve and just a nice creamy caramel coating. I, mean, I don't have a ton of notes on this simply because it just embodied what I think you or I or anyone else would want in an ideal turkey product. So I, I didn't want to try and you know nitpick and just put down little dinks and dunks for notes. I, I definitely felt like though it, it, it's just a, a heavy pour. Like if you're going to buy deli meat or if you're into you know jerky and that kind of thing, this would be the pounder bag. This is the big boy sitting on the shelf that, you know, yeah, I'm going to eat every bit of it and I know I'm going to love it all. You're not getting, you know, a small portion. This is it turkey jerky? I have turkey jerky. You have turkey jerky? Yeah, Jack Links makes it. It's a little more healthier too. Yep, just more salt. Anything else you have to say about this one? That's it. And apologies to anyone for a lack of notes, but that was, that was the main things I got and all I really wanted to, you know, the points I wanted to get across on it. Well, I said this one on the nose was funky, but not too heavy. Almost like a dad dancing at a club. He could get down, but he's not going to get down like somebody else would that really knows how to dance. But it was good. It, lots of nice fruit notes, but maybe darker than Bond and Lillard. The, the, the fruit was a little bit darker. The tasting note for me, <laughs> I, I kind of, we followed suit in a lot of ways <laughs> on this one. I said, damn, doesn't taste like 107, scary crushable is what I put as my first couple of sentences or, or thoughts, just stream of consciousness that I was putting down on here. I said, caramel, wood, leather, dark fruit, and spice. And then the finish, I said, the spice really lingers nicely in all the ways that you would want something to linger. Oh, it just hangs. I mean, I, I didn't even want to call it a finish because... It basically coated the mouth and still, you know, roof of the mouth, the side and the gums. Like you could just feel it being there. I mean, it, it's impressive product. I cannot say enough good things about this Saffle. I only wish I could get it in a liter. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about it is <laughs> I will be going out and getting multiples of the Saffle. I liked it that much. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I wouldn't use the word crushable on it probably because it is such a viscous and just has such a presence that yes, at 107, you don't realize the proof and you could drink through it, but it's not a, a pour you can get down quickly. No, no, no. But I'm saying it's one of those ones where where I say crushable, it's not like I'm going to sit there and chug it. I'm yeah. saying you would sit there one night, you'd have one of them, and no, you'd so have if, another. If somebody asked you which one of these had a higher proof, you're going to point at the Bond and Lillard. Yeah. All day. But that's one of those ones where I would have one, I'd have two, I'd have three. I'd be like, oh, 
I, I just had three of these tonight. I didn't even realize I did, you know? Oh, yeah. And the, you know, the only uh, obvious downside to the product is simply at 50 bucks for a 375 Yes, there's other stuff out there that is a $750 and is $100, maybe even more. But not very often does it fly off the shelves. So uh, I think that the market will probably see a, a similar showing with these. But, you know, that's a good thing because if it doesn't fly off the shelf, get paid every week, two weeks, or monthly. So you don't have to stock up or hoard on them on the front end, hopefully. No, this is one of those <laughs> ones, though, where I think it's worth it. I think this is worth $100 for a $750 of this, if, if that's what it was. Mm -hmm. I don't say that too often. $100 is a big threshold for me. But I loved this one. The Bond and Lillard, I'm going to put it at a bar. Yeah. I think it's a, a decent pour. I don't think you're ever going to regret having it. And Bond and Lillard was our favorite out of Old Rippy and Bond and Lillard last year. If you go back to our old episodes, I like the Bond and Lillard, but I love the Saffle. Yeah, I very much agree. And I guess inversely, the fact that it is a 375 and only 50 bucks, um, you know, anyone that's a fan of turkey. At least they're not spending a hundred bucks. I don't think anybody's not going to like it, but inevitably there's always folks with different palates and different strokes. But I think any connoisseur, or anyone that enjoys a good pour of wild turkey, they at least need to uh, sniff sniff on this one a little bit and see what everyone's talking about. I think at the end of the day, it comes down to: is there a good story behind it? Is the juice good? What's the price point at? All those things that come together. Ultimately, the first question you have to ask is, is it good? They're both good. Saffle's great. It is. And then it comes down to, okay, how much is it? Am I, am I going to get it at a bar or am I going to buy a bottle of it? This is one of those ones that I would sacrifice something else to get another bottle of this one. Yeah, it'll be one to keep. And you don't hear us say this stuff that often. I mean, that's how strongly I feel about this. Yeah, one. and it's 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 at that spot where you're not going to make it your daily drinker. But when when you get that itch of, ooh, that's what I want. It, it, it's going to fill that void of a very unique product. I've seen it posted in a few places now or, or repeated, whatever. And I think uh, Rare Bird originally started it with the tasting note of simply saying, this is Russell's Reserve 2002 without the oak. Mm -hmm. And I would say that's a, a, a very fair assessment. Uh, maybe not even say, say enough considering the availability and price of Russell's Reserve compared to this one. It's one of those ones where I almost think they could have released this one for a full one at $150 and done put it under the turkey brand if it was a master's keep or something like that. And nobody would have felt bad about it at all. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that one. The other neat thing that I kind of got to thinking about as the wheel was spinning simply. Okay, so it is 107, not 110 like Russell's. So you have to wonder, you know, how, how much tinkering went on as far as in between the different ages and barrels that went in there. And, you know, I guess possibly or hypothetically, how many Russell's picks at 110 or rare breed small batches at 114-ish if you dilute them down to 107, would possibly mimic that. 
Sounds like we should do some experimenting. <laughs> but the other thing I have to think of, I mean, 107 is a pretty big number as far as bourbon is concerned. You got Pappy 15 at 107. You have Weller Antique at 107. Bakers. Bakers at 107. See, we say that one the same way. Yeah. So there's a lot of 107s out there. That has to be a number that is significant for something. Maybe when somebody somewhere back in the day was tinkering around, that was just the desired level. But to me... In a, in a fairly aged, appropriate product, that is a very nice niche proof of, you know it's there, not going to burn anybody, and it just does seem to give a fair amount of balance. It is really, really good. And this is one that I've been looking forward to doing for a while because the word on the street, everybody has just told us Saffle is amazing. And a lot of times you get that hype up and we talk about it. We're like, man, this is going to be a letdown. Everybody's talking this one up. But every good thing people have said about Saffle has been 100% correct. Oh, yeah. As soon as we uh, tore the wrapping off of it and I just took a swig straight from the bottle, I just remember looking at you going, oh. Yeah, and then oh. I made you wait. And then I oh. made you wait. <laughs> and uh, yeah. You know, more times than not, especially as more people talk about it, you see the internet buzz. I think you build up things to a level in your own mind of setting yourself up to fail and be letting down. So in in that regard, especially to have something that does impress and and live up to to what you've heard, that's definitely a nice thing to have. Yes. So final verdict, we're a bar on Bond and Lillard and a buy on Saffle. Bond and Lillard, bar, buy, Saffle. All right. Gotcha. Before we go, I got to mention the Nashville Cocktail Festival is coming. Zeke and I are going to be covering it. By the time this comes out, it's probably going to be gone. But I do want to mention, I put it in our Facebook group. There are only two seats left for the bourbon dinner at Husk by Beth Burroughs from Beam. It's going to go through the whole Beam family history. I hope you all got tickets to that because it is going to be gone. Probably by the time this episode comes out on Wednesday, If you are going, let us know, but there are other ticketed events during Nashville Cocktail Festival that are good that you should be going to. Plus, you might see Zeke and I there. I know we'll be there opening night on Tuesday. There's a tiki thing over the weekend that I want to go to. You've been been pumping this tiki thing for a while now. I'm really interested in getting into some tiki drinks. I've heard only good things about tiki drinks. Hey, you, you, you frou-frou all you want to frou-frou. If you talk to our buddy Tim Gunderman, now you were at the Whiskey House with Tim. Yeah. He does tiki drinks all the time on his Instagram lives. Tim's always doing good stuff in a live broadcast, but... Are you going with Umbrella or without, though? I think I'm going to go without, but a, a colored straw. <laughs> That's where I'll go. <laughs> I can't get past the Umbrella for whatever reason. But I'm really interested in tiki drinks because there is a whole tiki community. It's like one of those things where I'm afraid to take the the Pandora's box, lift it up, because there is a whole tiki community that is as devoted as the bourbon community to tiki. I can only imagine how hard you've been working to plan an outfit for this. I know. I'm not a fat guys and Hawaiian shirts don't mix, so I will probably be in some cowboy boots and jeans, but... Amanda, can I wear this to the tiki bar? No. The answer is no. (laughs) Long story short, though, there are so many good events that are coming for Nashville Cocktail Festival. Go check it out. You'll see us there. You'll see us with a recorder, talking to some people, having a great time, trying some new drinks. There's a, a whole thing on yak and rum and just different types of cocktails, history of cocktails, 
It's going to be a good time. We hope to see you there. There's a couple of other big things that we have on our radar. We can't wait to tell you about them. We can't tell you about them yet, but just want to let you know that they're coming down the line. Also want to tell you to go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads. Join our Facebook group, answer a couple questions, we'll let you in. Follow us on your favorite podcast app, which I'm assuming you already have since you're listening to this right now. Please give us an open and honest review. Those reviews help us more than you know because it helps other people find us that might not have seen us before. So it actually helps us bump up in search results and all that other good stuff. So please, you don't even have to write something. Just give us a good review. But Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Music City, USA. Cheers. Ciao.